Hey y'all, this is Danielle Labelli with Austin 360. I'm here with Monique French, a local singer and songwriter, Austin yoga teacher. There's been some studies on music and mental health and how there's a correlation that music can help those with mental health problems cope. What are your thoughts on that, Monique? That's a great question, Danielle. I think the way that music connects to every single person is different. It's an individual experience. If someone is in a difficult space, they can have music that affirms how they're feeling. So say I'm having a really difficult day, I can put on a song that just really speaks to that, and it lets me know, like, yeah, today is really challenging. And it can kind of give you a space to be okay with how you feel. I think music always takes us into a deeper space with that. And on the flip side, if you're having a really tough time or difficulty, you can listen to a song that can pick you up and can put you in a better headspace. I know that if I put on a song that reminds me of a certain time in my life or takes me back to a memory that was really positive, it will automatically lift up my spirits and make me feel so much better. I just love that music kind of takes us into a separate space that we wouldn't be able to get to otherwise. And I think that allows us to have freedom with our thoughts and and kind of accept them and process them in a different way. What are some healthy ways that you're finding yourself cope through stressful times right now? Gosh, you know, it's so easy to just do what we think is unhealthy, right? We think it's unhealthy to rest. We think it's unhealthy to be sedentary. We think it's unhealthy to unwind. One of the biggest shifts I've had during this time of COVID-19 is that I've just accepted that rest is a really good thing. Recovery is a really good thing. Having less to do is really healing. It's a really great way to reset. Those are things that I've just shifted my mind instead of saying, Uh, you know, I'm bored or gosh, all I have to do is, you know, this one reorganizing project. (laughs) And instead, I'm I'm finding that it's actually been really life-giving. I've finished knitting the baby blanket that I was working on for my conference. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) And I've enjoyed taking walks instead of feeling like, oh man, I didn't get to the gym and I couldn't go push myself. I've then had this mindset of like, I get to go on a walk and enjoy this this is all that I can do having the mindset of it just being like oh man this is actually good I'm simplifying yeah. things it's, a, it's weird like, that it you actually feel better. it's weird to actually feel like you did something because we're constantly so on overdrive it's like can't even really remember doing this or really working out my mind the whole time really wasn't there right, right. and so we, now because we don't have the opportunities to go travel and do all these things throughout the week we're really forced to sit and it's strange how it's almost uncomfortable yes yeah but I've kind of started to just embrace like I'm gonna just sit on my couch and read my book and when I'm done I might just sit here for a little bit and do nothing besides gaze off into the distance yeah (laughs) it's been so nice I feel by nature I'm a very anxious person but the fact that pretty much everyone's inside right now or it has to be on the same page right as far as what we can be doing it's almost calming knowing that we're all one in the same right now it really is i completely agree in a lot of ways we'll look back on this time and miss some of the simplicities and the things that we did because that's all we could do i hope that a lot of us learn from that though and maybe when things do go back to norm we kind of have a new norm there's a new appreciation for things because we're struggling through this So switching gears a little bit, I remember the first time I heard you sing in yoga, I was one of your students 
blew my mind, quite frankly. I, I, I had to look up because I was like, is this lady singing right now or am I at the opera? I was like, I am at the opera. Then I proceeded to cry because I literally have never heard something so beautiful from a human. And I remember asking someone after class, because during this time I was in yoga teacher training myself, I asked a friend, who was that? Because I didn't really know who you were at the time. Then I started coming back to your class because I, I have to say that you as an individual and your class, teaching it, what you embody in the class as far as seeing it as well, you know, mind, body, soul. It was one of the best experiences I think I've had in my practice. You have such a beautiful voice. How did you start in music? Where do your inspirations come from? You have a very unique sound. Aw, well, thank you. You're so sweet to say all that stuff, too. That's really, really sweet. I started singing when I was 18 months old. My mom couldn't stop me from singing. I was singing Annie just nonstop. Wait, 18 I, months old or 18 yeah, years? 18 months. 18 months? Like a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. I was just two months, two months, over and over, yeah. I very quickly started to harmonize. So about the age of three was when my mom first started recognizing that I could harmonize. And I could hear songs for the first time and sing along with them. And my mom would hear me singing and say, when, when did you, when have you heard the song before? And I was like, I don't know, it's the first time I'm hearing it. She just has always told me that I had such a great ear. And I didn't know what that meant as a kid. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so pretty. Like, <laughs> did it look better than normal? Like, mine is like extra full. So I had no idea what that meant. And uh, I just was a natural musical child, which then turned into a totally weird natural musical child. I started doing theater, you know, at a really young age. At five, six, I did a huge musical when I was nine where I was like the big lead in it. Both of my parents were musical and my siblings were all in shows together. So we did a whole bunch of shows growing up. And then I decided to study musical theater at the University of Michigan, which is a really difficult program to get into. And that's when I realized that I just loved singing so much more. Decided to pursue that in New York City. I was doing musical theater for about five years and recording some with Disney, which was such a cool opportunity. But then when I moved here to Austin, they don't really do musical theater. And so I got into the music scene and started singing in a gospel band. Now I kind of just sing wherever with whoever. <laughs> and it's, I actually prefer that a lot more than just doing the theater because the musicality was what always stuck to me the most. It always moved me more. And that's how I've kind of evolved to where I am now. Who are some of your favorite musical inspirations? I mean, I'm an 80s baby, so Whitney Houston, like, all the time when I was a kid. I would sing along to all of her tracks. When I was 18, the Lauryn Hill, Miss Education of Lauryn Hill album came out. And nonstop, I would play her riffs over and over and over again, just so that I could try and get them down. She was, like, my hugest, you know, influence at the time. Then I got into jazz towards the end of high school, so a lot of Ella Fitzgerald. Got into Billie Holiday. More and more lately, though, I really just resonate with big voices. It could be a man, it can be a woman, but just big, 
big gospel soul voices like Bill Withers, Otis Redding, Donny Hathaway to this day now was like, ugh. I could listen to him and I just felt like butter. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Those kinds of voices are the ones that just speak to me the most. Ugh. I could listen to Donny Hathaway all day long. Don't get me started. <laughs> your, well, your voice to me is very gospel in the sense that it's it carries heavily. It carries powerfully. Yeah. And it's very yeah. hearty. I feel a lot of musicians embody who they respect for for individuals because you've been in music now for quite a few years for individuals who are up and coming or interested in pursuing music what's some advice that you would give to them through their journey right we all know that the music industry can be really tough and you've kind of lived it living in New York City you went to University of Michigan which is a very tough school to get into and the music industry in general what are some messages or sound pieces of advice you would want to express to them wow that is I feel like a bigger question than I can even bite off I have friends who had much bigger musical journeys and then collapses so, you know signed by Sony and then dropped and have experienced a lot more of the highs and lows than I would say I even have the one thing that I've gained in wisdom just from age even more than experience being a singer is you just gotta do what you love and it doesn't matter what anyone else says it doesn't matter if somebody likes it or they don't If you want to do something and it feels good, then just do it. Like, there's a kind of music that is always going to resonate the most with whoever the singer is or the musician is. And I had a lot of confusion in my life because I liked so many different things. I never knew which direction to go in. I was like, but I love to sing classical and I studied opera and I love to sing jazz and I like to sing soul and I like to combine all these and then I just realized you know what my most enjoyment came from when I felt like the music I was singing was a gift to someone that it was them actually having a an emotional release like you said happened in class or them feeling like I just spoke to them in a way that they understood that made me feel the best that made me feel like there was a purpose behind my gifting and it wasn't just I was singing to try and you know be popular right to please others it was yeah I was singing it because it felt good and I knew that it was giving to someone so people might say, but Lonnie, how come you never went on The Voice? And how come you didn't, you know, do this? You could have had all, you know, this other. And I'm like, you know what? I find the most joy when I am sharing music with my yoga students. And when I am in a space where people can feel that same energy. And it doesn't have to be yoga class. It can be anything. But that's when it feels the best to me. And there's no paycheck in that. There's no, you know, record deal in that. But it makes my soul feel the best. And I think you just learn to not apologize for the things that you enjoy. And that would be, I think, just the only reason I would pass on to someone. Like, if it feels great, do that. Don't worry about what anyone else says. Right from your heart. Right from your soul. So many times I've looked at myself and gone, well, I love more like this or I sound more like that so therefore I should try to do this because that's going to get me work or that's going to get me people will recognize it and and it makes sense instead of being like why can't I be different why can't I do something that doesn't make sense when I started yoga classes the only times I heard people playing music were chanting songs and I was like that doesn't resonate with me I, I, I don't see anything wrong with someone 
choosing to do that when they share their music, but the type, the type of songs that are going to speak to me in the end of a yoga class is going to be something like Lean On Me versus something that is, you know, more of a yoga chant. But when, so when I decided to do that, I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy, but this is what speaks to me. And then that ended up being where people were like, oh, that was amazing, you know? And Huge, yeah, because it was different. authentic to me. A lot of people can actually relate more to authenticity because we are all yeah. try to show our own selves but it's one of the mm-hmm. hardest things that we can do as humans mm-hmm. i think it just makes us vulnerable when we do that when we show our true colors we're not hiding anything we're not hiding behind anything and so if someone doesn't like that then they're gonna see it if they comment on it then it hurts that much more because we were being true to ourselves and that that's hard to hear if someone doesn't like it i think a lot of people struggle with rejection it doesn't matter if you're confident or you're not being rejected is being rejected it's a form of someone saying you're not good (laughs) enough or i don't like you yeah and instead of saying that's just not the right thing for me that's not where I'm supposed to go it's we take it personally and they didn't like me and I wasn't right I wasn't this enough I wasn't that enough I was too much this I was too much that we get in our own head Monique I know once a week right now that you are doing a shavasana session on your Instagram feed which I myself have been a part of over the past few weeks. For those who are interested in following you, I believe you're at Monique French. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We're just doing a live Sunday scaries shavasana. Getting your head in the right place on a Sunday night, I think is really helpful, especially right now. We kind of stood out each week with these unknowns. It can build up a lot of anxiety on a Sunday night. So I'm doing a live music shavasana where you can join in, you can watch, you can have it just playing in the background I'm going to be singing and it's right now scheduled for Sunday nights at nine o'clock and yeah I'm at Monique.French on Instagram. I'm working on kind of collaborating all of these songs that I'm putting together and making a Shavasana album so that'll be hopefully something that comes out at the end of this corona quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that could be the title of it or something that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Corona quarantine Shavasana. Corona quarantine Shavasana series. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to speak with us. I am excited to share your music to the Austin scene. That's going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank my guest, Monique French. You can find her on Instagram, Monique.French. She does live shavasanas once a week on Sundays, so check that out. It's pretty life-changing, and if you're interested in starting a yoga practice, she is an excellent person to follow. So check her out, check her music out, and check out her yoga practice. Until next time, Austin, be well.